Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you this afternoon. Looking forward to taking your calls, questions, and comments about the Bible, Christianity, your prayer requests. Here for the next hour, you can join me if you'd like to. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Doesn't matter where you're at, it's the same number for everybody, 303-690-3000 will get you through, especially early in the show like this when all the lines are typically uh, open. Now's a great time to pick up your phone and call. If you can't right now, just uh, punch that number into your phone. Give us a call when you're able to. You can also add to it this number if you prefer to text. There's a different number for that. It's 720-336-0800. 720-336-0897 is the text line. Do me a favor, give me a short one-sentence text with your prayer request uh, or your question, and we'll do our best to answer as many of those as we can, uh, so be sure to be listening. We'll answer uh, those as we can on the air. Uh, those that we don't get to on the air, we'll do our best to answer uh, offline uh, after the show. So uh, give us a call here, 303-690-3000, or text us, 720-336-0897. I'm Jason Vanderveer, pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get more information about our fellowship at Calvary Chapel Parker.com. CalvaryChapelParker.com service, uh, services Sunday and Wednesday. Uh, you can join us as soon as next Sunday if you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area, Sunday at 9 uh, or 10.45 a.m. You can get directions again at CalvaryChapelParker.com. Join us also during the week. Uh, we've got things going on uh, pretty much every day of the week. Something's happening. So uh, we encourage you to uh, check the website there and join us for our services as well, some of the other things going on. But I'd love to have you join me here on this program. Welcome to all of you listening uh, on Grace FM, Colorado and Wyoming. Of course, all of our listeners in the South, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee on Truth FM. Welcome to all of you and our Hope FM listeners in the Northeast, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Welcome to all of you. A lot of Northeastern calls. Uh, You were well represented yesterday, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Baltimore, uh, from all three of those markets. So it was great to hear from all of you. And of course, uh, we always hear uh, from so many people up and down the front range of Colorado and Wyoming here, and occasionally uh, from uh, our friends in the South as well. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Michelle in Centennial, Colorado. Welcome, uh, Michelle. Hi, how are you? I'm doing really well. What's on your mind today? Good. So just a quick question. I was reading First uh, Thessalonians today mm-hmm. and talking about the rapture, and right. when they say that uh, when the rapture happens, the trumpet will blow, the angels will sound, and the Lord will speak. And my question was, does the world hear that, or do just the Christians hear that? Right, that's a good question, and the answer is is we don't really know who exactly hears the, the trumpet sound, um, but it seems to be a call. You know, it's interesting, 
um, that uh, uh, the trumpet is kind of a, a, a signal throughout the scriptures. Of course, it's not a trumpet in the Old Testament as we understand it. The, the idea is the, the Hebrew shofar, either the long Yemenite shofar or the shorter uh, ram's horn. But that was always a call. In fact, um, the Feast of Tabernacles begins first. Uh, there's the Feast of Trumpets and uh, then the Day of Atonement and then the Feast, the one-week Feast of Tabernacles. And so the Feast of Trumpets is the call. Uh, then the feast of uh, uh, the day of atonement is the the repentance. The feast of tabernacles, all pointing to the future of Israel. So it seems to be a specific call uh, to the people of God. Whether or not other people hear it and wonder what it is, uh, we have no way for certain of knowing. By the way, you mentioned First Thessalonians for those listening out there that want to look it up. Uh, we're referring to First Thessalonians chapter four and verse sixteen. Of course, the whole section from verse 13 through 18, uh, dealing with the rapture of the Lord. So, so the answer is we'll have to wait and see. Well, can I, I want to follow up with just one little comment. Yeah. So um, it reminded me, about a year ago, I work in a restaurant. I work in a very busy restaurant. Okay. And we were really busy one night, and I'm walking through the dining room, and all of a sudden I heard the sound of the trumpet. Like, mm-hmm. I heard it in my head. And I looked around to see <laughs> if anyone else heard this, and I realized it was just in my head. But it was yeah. clear as day, and um, it really stopped and made me think for a few minutes. Um, but I just thought it was just kind of a just, – I took it as a blessing. It was fun, you know, and it was neat, And uh, but I, I very distinctly heard a trumpet. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing, you know, the only thing that that 1 Thessalonians tells us is is that it's the trumpet of God. And whether the trumpet of God is heard universally by believers and unbelievers, it's hard to say. Um, But we do know that it's heard by both uh, those who are living on earth and those who have died in Christ. Um, Now, of course, those who have died in Christ... Their spirits and souls, their slash spirit slash soul, uh, is with the Lord, but their bodies are in the ground, and those are the dead in Christ who rise first. So it's kind of a call uh, to their bodies. It's it, it's a call. Uh, if you look over in First Corinthians 15 uh, to the beginning uh, of the resurrection, and uh, so we see a parallel passage there uh, on the uh, on the subject as well. Uh, of course, uh, uh, beginning there in in uh, verse 12, uh, where, well, the whole passage is, uh, is dealing with the resurrection, but the resurrection of the dead, uh, beginning there in, in verse 12, and then he talks about uh, uh, some of the same things, actually, that Paul talks about. Uh, they're really parallel passages, or they, uh, they go together. Okay? All right. And then, yeah, go ahead. One, other, one quick thing, and that's it. Um, why do you think the world looks like that? The, the day after the rapture or the minute after the rapture. Yeah, it's, well, so it's, it's very interesting. Um, uh, by the way, uh, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty two is also where, where Paul uh, talks about the, the trumpet uh, as well. Um, but it's interesting. So back to Thessalonians, um, 2 Thessalonians, uh, where it speaks of the restrainer uh, or that which restrains, uh, we believe that to be the Holy Spirit working through the church. So when you pull the church out, Jesus, of course, 
um, describes believers at, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount as salt and light, right? As uh, as a, as a positive influence, as a as a preserving salt. In in that context, uh, one of its aspects is is a preservative in in the ancient culture, lacking refrigeration and so forth. And so so when you think about believers as a preservative, with the Holy Spirit working through the church uh, as light and as a preservative in the culture, um, you know, one minute or one day after the rapture is going to be a very dark place because what you have now is you don't have the same as much as as believers think that they dislike Christians uh, woe upon them in a world without the influence of the Holy Spirit in the church it's going to be a very it's going to be a very difficult place to be it's going to be a very dark place to be unfortunately it seems as though they want it that way uh, you know, and, and in one sense, it'll be difficult for them. In the other sense, I think that they'll be rejoicing. You know, they'll be happy because you see those people who have been around so long, who have been the bane of their existence because, you know, heaven forbid we don't support the the the, the murdering of unborn children or or the the destruction of the sanctity of uh, of marriage or or, or uh, the value of of the life of a person who who may be incapacitated or severely ill or or elderly you know we we, we say these people uh, are human beings and have a right to live and and the world is pushing in another direction and in so many other things you know and for so long they've had that resistance they won't have it anymore i think in that sense they'll be very happy but it'll be short-lived mm. you know well, thank it, you That's yeah you bet great perspective and i never i never thought of it that way so thank you so much i appreciate your time yeah you bet it's uh, i appreciate your questions and uh keep listening keep calling in michelle god bless you god bless you thank you bye-bye you bet. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vandeveer here with you. 303-690-3000. Dustin in Decono. Dustin, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you doing, Pastor doing Jason? Really well. Thanks for calling, Dustin. Um, hi. Um, yeah, I so was going to you? call. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've had this question. It's like kind of it's been uh, something that's been on uh, my mind for a while. And uh, because I've uh, I've had an interest in becoming a pastor myself, okay. and uh, you know, just I've heard a lot of different opinions about this. And um, basically, I was just going to get what your you know what just like your thoughts are. I mean, I don't I don't expect you to answer this perfectly, but what what do you think? Um, you know, just kind of a clarification for everyone. What what do you think? Uh, or just, like, what do you think women's roles are, like, in the church? Like, do you think, uh, do you think it's okay, uh, I mean, for there to be, like, you know, for, yeah, I mean, in, I guess in Calvary in, Chapel, like, do you, would you say a woman could, do you think that a woman could be the pastor, and, like, okay. what, what do you think are the, some of the parameters, I guess, for... Yeah, yeah, be- so... So I, I, I think I'm gathering what you're saying, and, and let me kind of paraphrase it, and you tell me if I've missed something. But basically, I think, Dustin, what you're l- looking for is, you know, what are the roles of men and women in the church, specifically as it relates to pastoral ministry, specifically, or even more specifically, how would Calvary Chapel um, view those things? First of all, let me say that that this is not a subject that, that I believe is worthy of, of division in the church. That said, I don't I, I'm not suggesting that it's not an important subject. 
So what I'm saying is, is that I think that there are good believers who may disagree, not good believers, but genuine is probably a better word, believers who disagree on this subject. Uh, but a lot of times we're dealing with, you know, what happens and what, it, what should happen, or what happens and what is God's best. And so um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, say that this is an issue that I would, uh, you know, this is not a hill worthy of dying on. That said, let me go through uh, some of the things that the scripture has to say uh, to the church uh, regarding the roles of men and women. Of course, the pastoral epistles are the blessed best place to start. You have First and Second Timothy and Titus uh, are what are known the pastoral epistles. First Timothy chapter 2, Paul deals with the subject uh, of women in the church. It's important for people to, to understand that, that this isn't an off-the-cuff remark. It's in the context also uh, of pastoral ministry and the mentorship uh, of a younger minister. And and what Paul says in verse 12 uh, of First Timothy 2 is he says, I don't permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. Now, you've got to take that in the context of all of the other things that Paul says. Paul clearly talks about uh, Timothy himself being raised by his mother and his grandmother and being taught. Uh, Paul also calls the older uh, more mature, not necessarily older in terms of uh, elderly uh, as of age, but uh, maturity uh, women to teach the younger women. And uh, so, you know, there are roles definitely even beyond that that we can describe for, for women in the church. But he says, I don't per permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. And so that would preclude or exclude, shall we say, uh, the role of an assistant pastor, the role of a senior pastor, because that would put a woman in the position of authority over a mixed group. And Paul, very clearly, there's no way around what he says. You have to just be somebody that says, well, I don't agree with what Paul says. Well, that's a slippery slope because now you potentially open the door for a lot of other problems with uh, a lot of other areas of Scripture. So you may in your mind think you're solving a problem, but you're creating a thousand other problems uh, by going down that road. He, Paul gives an explanation Interestingly, a lot of people never bother to get to his explanation beginning in verse 13, which goes through verse 15. He says, Adam was formed first, then Eve. Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. Nevertheless, she'll be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. So several things in those verses. First, Adam was formed first, then Eve. So it's a matter, uh, what, what, what he's saying is, is that in Scripture, there is authority uh, based on, on what has come first. So in other words, there's a certain authority that your parents have over you simply because they came before you, right? And your grandparents and your great-grandparents and so forth. That's instinctive with an in individual. And that carries also into the relationship uh, and authority of men and women. So Adam was created first. He was created for a certain role. And so it's not a matter of superiority or inferiority. It's, it's simply a matter of roles, according to Paul. Then he also says Adam was not deceived. And in other words, this isn't necessarily a compliment. 
uh, Adam wasn't deceived, he just sinned. Unfortunately, Eve was deceived. So what he's saying is, is that there are certain inherent strengths and weaknesses within men and women that make them better suited for certain roles. And, and certainly the, the ability, as he describes it, for Eve to be deceived, not that men can't be deceived as well, uh, I'm not suggesting that, but there are certain characteristics and traits that make them more suited for the role uh, of pastoral ministry. But, but beyond that, it's, it's the call of God. And, and he describes what God desires, and so it's not in our position, to ch- uh, or, or it's not our place to change that. Uh, um. Uh, okay. Um, so, I, so I had another, um, I was just wondering, so, uh, when it comes to like, I, I definitely feel that it's okay for like a, a w- woman to give, you know, testimony at the church and sure. to like, yeah. and do, do you all, do you, do you think like, um, like, let's say you had a, let's say that your pastor, your elders were sick. Like, do you, wouldn't it? Would you be able to like allow a, a woman to give a still be able to like give a message at the church or on well, like a radio program or something? Well, here, here here's the thing, and you've got to probably take every every situation uh, one by one. But but let me say this: if, if I were sick, my wife wouldn't teach in my place um, because again. <laughs> Paul, Paul says, you know, and we're not co-pastors, by the way. That's a very common thing now where you see the husband and the wife are, are co-pastors. Um, I, I would personally, based on Scripture, disagree with that uh, approach. Um, he, he says, um, I don't permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. So putting a woman in the pulpit to teach is is doing exactly the opposite of what Paul is saying here. Now, does that mean that a that that if there was a female missionary that came and she wanted to share, or there's a woman that we needed to make an announcement, uh, or you know a woman's leading worship, which happens in 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 our church, that that there aren't those roles, or we have women that lead various ministries, women's ministries, children's ministries, things of that nature. Uh, does that does that preclude those things? I don't believe uh, that it does, and and we could. Speak spend a lot of time talking about the previous verse, verse 11, where he talks about a woman learning in silence. Was Paul saying she can never speak? Uh, that's not necessarily the case. In fact, also, if you look in Scripture, you see Priscilla and Aquila. And most of the time, Priscilla's name is mentioned first. They had a tremendous ministry, and most commentators believe that the man behind the woman, Priscilla, was Aquila. You know, that, that it was really the woman with the man behind her, and, and she arguably had the more powerful ministry. So uh, there are many women out there that have very powerful ministries. I think right immediately right away of Johnny Erickson Tata, amazing ministry. Uh, think of the ministry, uh, the powerful uh, ministry of Beth Moore. So uh, many women blessed by her teaching. So I think that there are great roles uh, for uh, women in the church. I think that we need to just take them one by one, and women... more importantly, need to take it one by one and make sure that they're going into a ministry that God has indeed called them to and and ordained them uh, to be in, and a man for that matter. Because just because the ministry is open to men doesn't mean that every man's called to be a pastor, right? And and so it's got to be the call of God on your life. Okay. I guess, uh, well, even on on, uh, Grace FM, sometimes the... They have uh, women who lead who lead Bible studies over Grace FM, and uh, yeah, you know, you know you'll, I, go ahead. 
and and that 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 is a, that those type of things are okay though for like a woman to be able to still like you know lead a Bible study or uh, you know or because because Grace FM already has women who do that you know. Yeah, I, I'd have to – let me just say this. I can't confirm what Grace FM's lineup is. Uh, I can tell you that there are some fabulous teachers uh, historically. Uh, Kay Smith, I can think of, uh, Calvary Chapel, Cheryl Broderson, uh, the wives of Pastor Chuck Smith and Pastor Brian Broderson. Um, I know that they have led conferences for women before. Uh, I know that they have uh, uh, had recorded teachings. Uh, let me say this, I, uh, you know – that, but um, these women, uh, specifically Kay Smith, my wife uh, sat under her teaching in, in the Joyful Life Ministry for many years, um, was very sensitive uh, to being faithful specifically to this verse and teaching only women. So uh, I can't comment, uh, you know, on, on all the programs that are on and the decision-making process uh, behind that, uh, but I can just tell you what, what I believe, what Calvary Chapel Parker believes, and historically what Calvary Chapel has stood for and, and what many Christian churches have stood for as a whole. Okay, and and it sounds cool. like there is. Uh, they're just confirming for me. Cheryl Broderson has a program, uh, which is probably what you're referring to, Dustin. Uh, she has a program on Grace FM geared um, toward teaching the ladies called Gracious Words. Uh, so you're correct about that. Cool. All okay. right. Yeah, I was just wondering that. Yeah. And uh... oh, did we lose you, Dustin? I think we might have lost Dustin. Uh, did we lose? Uh... Hopefully, folks, uh, you're uh, you're still hearing me here, but uh, I think we uh, we might have lost Dustin. Oh, we just cut Dustin off. I was <laughs> just trying to see if we lost lost him, uh, but uh, sounds like we did. So sorry about that, Dustin. And uh, hopefully, we were able to uh, sufficiently deal with. Uh, uh, your questions. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Tommy in Loveland, Colorado. Tommy, welcome to the program. Hey, Tommy, are you there? Do we have Tommy? All right. We didn't. We lost Tommy. I guess uh, I might have been a little bit too long. Let's go to Christy uh, in Baltimore. Christy, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much. You betcha. Um, thank you for waiting. Yes, absolutely. I'm calling because I have a friend who contacted me from many years, I barely knew him, and asked me to come to his gathering because he was passing. He has a cancer, and he wanted his people that he cared about to come to this meeting. So <laughs> I did, and, um, and uh, l- long story short... Um, I wanted to tell him about Christ. Mm-hmm. He was, by the way, a pagan. Okay. Uh, and, uh, let's see, so I found out that he was living in kind of a cramped, dirty old hole really far away from me, mm-hmm. and I was concerned about going. I didn't know him that well, mm-hmm. um, and it was really far away. Mm-hmm. Then I find out that they moved him a half an hour away from me in a hospital, a, you know, um, a hospital. And so I go, well, gee, that's pretty magical, so, or supernatural. <laughs> so I go to see him, and I tell him the things that I feel moved to tell him and that actually have shown up in my life prior, so it was just kind of the perfect things to say. And he says, wow, I never realized this before. And he was open. He was kind of a um, 
recovering Catholic. Okay. Uh, turned into pagan. And he said, wow, I never saw or heard anybody describe this to me before. This is kind of like I have a get well, I mean, a get out of jail free card. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a little concerned that I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And he said he had a lot to think about. And I thought this was a really great start. And then I went home and felt really nervous because I didn't know whether to call again. I didn't want to push him. I should come back. I was been very, very busy. Mm-hmm. And I prayed and then I'm thinking I better just go back and see him. And then I see on his webpage, which was set up by his daughter, that um, several people have reached out to him to tell him about Christ, Mm -hmm. some of them more gracious than others, Mm -hmm. but people need to respect his beliefs and do not bother him anymore. He's now annoyed and angry. Okay. And... So I'm not sure what to do at this point. He has in the last week, re- oh, the other thing that was interesting to me was that I was in my office, my phone rings, and it's him, and he mm-hmm. didn't mean to call me, and that was sort of kind of like, <laughs> wow, it was kind of like, hello, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I spoke to him, and he sort of hung up in a hurry, and okay. I don't know if that's because he didn't want to speak to me or he just didn't have any energy and wanted to speak with his son- brother. Sure, sure. So at well, this point, I'm not sure what to do. Yeah, well, here's what I would say. The, the, the most important thing that you can do is to be praying for him. And it sounds Which like I'm he has, yeah, yeah it's, it sounds like he, he's in hospice. He has some sort of illness or? Yeah, he's cancer. He's going down. Okay, yeah. gotcha. He's, okay. he's like, he's, um, um, at this point, he probably is having yeah. trouble talking to people. Well, let me just say this, that, let, let me share you a, a quick story with you. Um, I used to, um have several nursing home ministries and uh, uh, visited a lot of people, um, you know, uh, closer to death than not, and many who, in the course of ministering to them, passed away. Um, I had one lady that uh, that I used to go see uh, kind of when I was making my rounds of the nursing home, and uh, we did services there, but we also would go room to room and, you know, on different days and, and pray with people and share with them, and, and this lady was Jewish, and she used to tell me, you know, uh, she would say, why do you keep coming in here? You, you, you know I'm Jewish, and, you know, and I would say, I told her, well, that's why I keep coming in here. And, uh, you know, uh, eventually, though, she accepted Christ. And so, you know, just because somebody resists doesn't necessarily mean that you should stop. Now, that said, uh, you know, you can't force yourself on somebody, and if that woman or anybody else had just absolutely, I knew, was not interested, then I, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to be uh, disrespectful. I'm going to move on. But I think that it's, you know, you can pray. No one can stop you from praying for him as you're doing. And I think that it's worthy of a question to just say, look, uh, I'm happy to, to share with you anytime and to listen and to answer your questions. And and if at any point you don't want me to do that anymore, let me know, and I won't. But I want to let you know that I'm here and and I'm happy and I'm praying for you and I'm happy to listen and answer any questions that you have. If you approach it like that, uh, a lot of times people won't say no. Sometimes they still will, but at least you've opened the door. Okay? I'm happy to get Okay. At yeah. this point though, he I couldn't even talk to him about that because Yeah. He can barely talk. Yeah, so, well, I think you know this, you may, this, may, 
maybe need to leave them a message or send them an email or a text or or however you can pass that message on to them. But um, hey, listen, I got to unfortunately I'm going to hit a hard break here. So uh, I've got to run, Christy, but uh, God bless you. Okay. Folks, you're listening to Calvary Live, and uh, we're going to be taking more calls in the bottom half of the show, 303-690-3000. Uh, we've got a few callers on hold. TJ, Vicky, hang in there if you can. We're going to get to you uh, after the break. Looking forward to talking to you. And anybody else that wants to join us uh, here on Calvary Live, Jason Vandeveer here with you. You can give information about uh, our fellowship, Calvary Chapel Parker, and Parker, Colorado at Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com. That's our web address. But like I said, going to be taking uh, more calls and more questions uh, here uh, in just a moment. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. That's the number to call if you want to join me on the air. The break's a good time to call because we can get you all lined up and ready for the second half of the show. Really looking forward to that. As I said, Jason Vandiver here on Calvary Live. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back, everybody. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. Let's go right away, straight away to TJ in Denver. TJ, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. What's um, on your mind? Uh, I just had a quick question. So I understand that, um, like, we, Adam and Eve were told to be fruitful and to multiply. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I understand that homosexuality is considered an abomination in God's eyes. Mm-hmm. Is it because two men and two women can't have children? And if that's the case, like, I, I don't really like kids. So my husband and I, we choose not to have children. Would that be considered an abomination because we can have kids and we, maybe we should have kids, but right. we don't? I, yeah, I, underst- I think I understand your question. You've, you've done a good job of, of, uh, you know, of explaining it. So, so basically, I, I think the premise that you make is a good place to start um, in that it is part of the abomination, the inability to, to reproduce. Um, I, I don't think that necessarily that's the case, um, but that certainly points to, to uh, the fact that it, that it is not natural. Uh, in other words, um, there, there, it, it's not a natural uh, sexual relationship uh, or manifestation of intimacy or anything like that. And it, the, one of the evidences of that is the failure uh, to reproduce. And so he, he says that uh, in Romans chapter 1, he says that, that God gave them up in verse 26 to vile passions. Even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of the error uh, which was due. So uh, the issue is not so much uh, the inability to procreate. The issue is, is that that is a symptom uh, of 
leaving the natural use of what God designed and what God ordained. So I wouldn't come to the conclusion, nor do we see any scripture that would lead us uh, to believe that while God calls us, generally speaking, to be fruitful and multiply and to uh, fill the earth, and we see that there is great blessing, uh, you know, for the man who has a, a, a quiver uh, full of, uh, of children, as it's described uh, uh, in the Proverbs, uh, but there is no commandment uh, requirement that you have to have children. Um, so, you know, there are some people that, that cannot, obviously, you know, that's that that's another matter there's some people i know that that uh choose primarily to adopt and to care for children that way even though a lot of times uh, they have the ability to to have children on their own and then there of course are those uh who uh do not have children um i can tell you that there's some people that i'm glad that they don't have children uh because they can barely care for themselves and so, uh, you know, if they brought children into the world, uh, th there would be an even bigger mess. And so, um, you know, th there isn't a requirement in Scripture uh, that, you, uh, <laughs> that you have children. Uh, so I, I wouldn't put you uh, under any kind of bondage, nor should you yourself put your, you know, be put under any kind of bondage, you know, from your own mind, uh, because the Scripture doesn't, you know, doesn't do that. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. And and it's a it's a good. But here's the thing. The nice thing is you're sensitive uh, about it. And and the real question is not is is what does God want you to do? You know, long term, short term, and long term. What is God saying to you? And for that, you know, I can't tell you that. No one else can tell you that. It's it's you you and your husband going before the Lord and and him telling you to do that and and if that's something that he wants for you to do that god can change your heart too you know that that that's he can he can prepare you and give you the heart that is required in order to do that right okay right. thank you so much I you bet it. i really appreciate your call tj have a great afternoon thank you you too bye-bye you bet jason vandiver here with you on calvary live 303-690-3000 let's go to vicky in baltimore vicky welcome to the program thanks for waiting Thank you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we, we, we got you on, finally. Welcome. Yes. I was waiting for us to wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. What's on your mind? Yeah. Um, today, I had to go to a doctor's appointment, and the driver that I use mobility services, okay. um, we had a conversation, and I and she told me that she did, she did go to church, and, well, she was going to church at one time. She was raised in the church, mm -hmm. but her kids don't really believe in Jesus. Right. So I asked her, well, have you explained to them about Jesus? And um, so she said, well, it don't matter as long as they have some type of religion. <laughs> well. So I said, well, but you know, Buddha and Muhammad and all the rest, they didn't die for our sins, nobody but Jesus. Right. And so she still was saying, well, I'm going to let that be their choice. I said, well, if they're at a certain age, that's the age I couldn't remember, but at a certain yeah. age, I said, they're held accountable. Right. Yeah. So I said, but I do believe that before they leave this earth, mm -hmm. that God will send someone to let them know that he does exist and that they do need to be born again. I said, because yeah. it's not going to, it doesn't go, that it's not that simple. God is such a loving God, and he will make sure that somebody will get through to them mm -hmm. to let them know that he does exist. Well, so, 
I think that you're on the right track. Will you see this person again, do you think? Well, the only thing is because I use mobility service, we get different drivers. I did tell her, I hope I see you again. And if it's God's will, I'll see her again. Ah, yes. The Lord mm -hmm. has a way of uh, making those things happen. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, we, and we can pray for uh, such an appointment to be <laughs> set up by the Lord and for you to yeah. know, you know, what, what, what to say and for the Lord to work on our heart. But I think, Vicki, you're on exactly the right track. And, and you know, once kids reach uh, the age of accountability, which is what you were referring to, and, and mm -hmm. it's not necessarily an exact age, uh, but okay. generally it's that point to which they understand the gospel and they can right. respond to the gospel, you know, um, uh, and, and I find that, that kids very young can often understand that and respond to the gospel, but there's an age where they, you know, where they, they get in, in, into the place of maybe, you know, uh, while they can respond much younger, maybe first grade, second grade, somewhere in there, you know, where, they, where they're starting mm -hmm. to really uh, understand these things, kindergarten, you know, they're in s school and they, and they can be taught and they can learn and they can, uh, uh, you know, generally reason and so forth. They're, they're able to make a decision for themselves. And once they reach that point, you're absolutely right. They 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 have to make a choice, and and it's mm -hmm. our responsibility as parents to to help them make the right choice. But it sounds like there's a problem here, not just with the kids, but way, maybe with mom too. Because yeah, it, I thought it, I think that too. Yeah, because they're you know just because somebody is religious, as you have probably experienced many 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 times, just mm -hmm. because they're just because they know the name of Jesus doesn't mean they know Him. You know, and right. and 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 anybody that thinks that you know all roads lead to God, um, perhaps themselves hasn't received Jesus Christ and been born again, as you mentioned. And so, you know, uh, while all roads lead to God, not all roads lead to eternal life. And uh, mm -hmm. there there is a judgment for those who reject Christ, and and we know that plain and simple. Jesus tells us in John chapter three, unless you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And so, um, it's it, it's essential uh, that we have a spiritual rebirth by placing our faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And so we need to pray, uh, Vicky, that uh, uh, that these kids are saved, that this woman's saved, that the Lord uses you or somebody else however he mm -hmm. wants to do it, and that he keeps sending people uh, this woman's way and that, they, uh, that they're saved. Okay. Let's do that. Father, we thank I thank you for Vicki. Uh, Lord, I thank you for her boldness and her love for you. I pray that you just bless her and continue to strengthen her and <laughs> use her. And I pray that you would continue as she's making these rides to set up appointments for her to be able to share and just opening the door. Uh, for her to be able to share and with you know doctors and other people that she comes across wherever she goes uh, uh, Lord that you would just use her Lord you you she's uh, an amb ambassador for you somebody that's sent forth uh, with the truth and so I pray that you continue to grow her and use her and give her the words to say and Lord we pray for many including this woman including her children uh, and and many others to to come to you and uh, perhaps you can set up another ride with this uh, this woman or maybe you can send just a, a multitude of other believers uh, her way uh, Lord but uh, however you want to do it if you want to use Vicky again we just pray uh, that you would and uh, Lord, we love you and we thank you that you're working in so many people's lives and that you would use people like us. In thank Jesus you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, amen. Hey, you, you betcha. And I enjoy listening. I listen to you every single day. <laughs> well, thank you so much for tuning in and, and uh, thank, you. Thank, you, thank you for calling in. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you too. 
Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Chris in Thornton, Colorado. Welcome to the program, Chris. Hi, thank you, Jason. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for calling in. Uh, this is my first time actually listening to your sta- uh, your show. Well, welcome. Um, I, I really I'm enjoying it. I just took a new job, and my my good friend uh, got me the job, and he works here, and he's in the vehicle that I'm in usually, and he had uh, one of the presets to the station to your station, <laughs> and I turned it on, and there you go. So anyway, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a great. Uh, you're gonna love Grace FM, uh, which you're listening here in Colorado, and and some of our other listeners are listening on uh, some other stations across the country. Truth FM, Hope FM, but uh, you're on, of course, Grace FM, which is a fabulous station, wonderful teaching, and a wonderful live program in Calvary Live here, which uh, Monday through Friday you can tune in. Great, great. What's on your mind? Well, um, my my uncle. Uh, who, like my father, was raised uh, a non-strict Catholic, um, and I don't, I don't know that he ever really heard the message that I heard when I received Christ. Mm-hmm. And and I believe there was uh, there was a time and a place and the right people in place, mm-hmm. the right circumstances for the for the time for God to offer me Christ and to offer me salvation and for me to accept it. And uh, and it all worked together for that moment. Um, and I, I don't know my uncle's heart. Uh, you know, only God knows his heart. But he was just uh, diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, and he's awaiting the test results, uh, which will tell them exactly what stage he's in and, and what mm-hmm. steps need to be taken. Right. Um, he, he's not a, a professed Christian right now. Um, and and what I would what I would hope for my my greatest hope is that he would um, not only receive a healing mm-hmm. uh, a complete healing and restoration but that he would uh, know that it came from the Lord yeah that he would know where it came from yeah. and and understand how much God loves him mm-hmm. so. Um, I was hoping you would pray and, and, yes. and others would pray with us that the right words, the right people, the right circumstances would come together to offer him mm. one more time in his life. Yeah. The great gift of Jesus yeah, Christ. Absolutely. Let's let's uh let's pray for your uncle and uh, what's his first name? Do you mind? Bob, you to... Bob? okay. Father, uh we just come before you and we lift up Bob, to you, Lord, you you know where he's at. You know even before the tests come in, you know what stage he's in. Whether there's uh, his cancer, his metastasized, or any of those things, you 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 know all of that, and 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 you know uh, how many days and years each of us uh, has left. Um, Lord, you you can send anyone, whether it's Chris uh, that that shares with him. I pray you give him the words and the boldness and the opportunity. Whether it's a doctor or a nurse or a staff member, whether it's another friend or a family member, uh, you know, Lord. But we just pray uh, for your gospel uh, to be preached uh, to him until he responds to that. And we pray uh, that you would give him that gift of faith uh, to be able to hear your truth and to respond and and to be saved. Uh, Lord, we most importantly, more than anything else uh, beyond cancer in this life, Lord, uh, he needs you. He needs to be reconciled with you. And so we just pray that that uh, you would make a way. 
And Lord, also we pray that you would touch his body, that you would heal him. And, and, and if that's your will, Lord, that you would do that and that he would know that you did it and then he would give you the glory. Perhaps, Lord, you could uh, even work through that process and or you would even work through that process. And so, uh, Lord, I pray that you would be with Chris as he um, a- as he walks through this. And, and, and it's not, uh, Lord, let us not forget, it's not just hard on the individual with the disease, but it's hard on on their family around them. And so I just pray that you'd be with Chris and you'd comfort him, you'd strengthen him, and you'd encourage him and and, and continue to give him the ability to know how to pray uh, for his uncle and to do just that. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, Thank well, you very much, Jason. You bet. And I would encourage you to keep Keep listening and, and call us back, too, and let us kind of give us an update on, on, on what's going on uh, with your uncle and, and, and uh, what the Lord's doing. I absolutely will. Thank you so much. God bless you. <laughs> Appreciate it. God bless you, my friend. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. We can get to Shelly, who has been waiting so patiently in Colorado Springs. Shelly, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing really well. I, I uh, awesome. I'm so blessed. The Lord is is good. You know, like everybody else, there's always things that we deal with in life. But my cup yeah. runs over. I'm, uh, I'm blessed. Yeah, the Lord is good to me. Um, I don't deserve it. <laughs> None of us do, do we? No, no, not even close. Never will. But uh, I'll try. But <laughs> what's uh, what's on your mind? I need a little guidance. Yeah, you know, uh, I've been married what will be 26 years in December. Okay, and I have five daughters, beautiful daughters. They're all grown. They're amazing women. Um, all 26 years, my mm-hmm. husband has been with other women, mm-hmm. not even hidden. You know, not mm-hmm. not even hidden. And, um, aesthetic, but counseling has always been. I've always went to my spiritual friend. My spiritual cat you know not counts like my she's like my spiritual mother i okay. i grew up with these ladies church okay. and okay. they always counseled me oh no just pray for him just pray for him you know stay married stay married it this is my second marriage because my first marriage ended up four years many years ago my first daughter is from my first marriage mm-hmm. uh we're very close friends friends with his wife or you know we all worked that all out but I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. Because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I don't, I'm alone, mm-hmm. unless my daughter with me. So you broke All up, my, you, you don't, you don't what now? Uh, I couldn't hear you were breaking up a little bit. I'm sorry. That's said right. that I go to church alone. Okay, gotcha, okay. I, um... Mountain Springs Church here in Colorado Springs. Okay. I don't yeah. have friends there or anything. I just attend church there. It's a wonderful church. I'm telling you, very. I'm, the Holy Spirit is moving in that church. I love it. Excellent. But I just, uh, I don't know. I'm just really, really tired. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't after, keep doing this. Uh, you know, 26 years is a long um, time to to. 15 do. years was great, and then. I found out, mm. and come to find out, it's happening the whole time. I mean, he didn't even hide it. It was like, mm. yeah, well, I get over it kind of thing. 
Yeah, and and obviously we're not dealing with a believer here, and and so yeah. you know you're a you're a believer married to an unbeliever, and then there's you know um, unfaithfulness in the marriage. So let's talk a little bit about it, and and you know how you you know how does one proceed? You know, obviously there's the obvious things: Matthew five, Matthew nineteen, which deal mm-hmm. with divorce and sexual immorality. So um, the issue is not one whether you you have a right to divorce. the The issue is whether or not you know that's what you want to do. Whether whether yeah. or not that's what you feel is best from a scriptural standpoint. You know, you certainly have a choice to make, and and you would be justified in, in in your choice. And I like to tell people that just because there is sexual morality, uh, doesn't mean there has to be divorce. Right. Um, but it right. means that it's an option. Now, when we see marriages stay together in this type of situation, it's it's because there has been a repentance of the right. behavior, and and repentance means a change of heart, a change of mind, a change of behavior, and and you don't have that in this situation. Um, from a practical standpoint, too, um, you know, if he is out there with other women, there are certain physical dangers as exactly. well. Um, so you know, uh, there there are all those issues. And then you know, there's the issue of how do you have a re- how do you have an honest relationship with somebody who is unfaithful and dishonest, uh, and is unwilling to change. And and so uh, you you seem to be at a point uh, where uh, you know you have this choice, and and you would be justified. You, you you're tired, but you need to kind of also um, see what the Lord's telling you to do. And it, it doesn't really matter, you know, what friends uh, tell you to do. Uh, what matters is what the Lord is is, is telling you to do. But exactly. even if you, even and if you were going to, that's been my thing. Then mm-hmm. I, I've lost friends. I've lost my family. They're just tired. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of me, of this, and so right. it's. I I don't care. I don't. Care. I lose. I. Mm-hmm. I love the Lord so much. Like mm-hmm. I want to please Him, and I want Him. I want to know. Is what he's saying. I mean, if he wants to hang on, I'll hang on. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I'll, and he'll I'll give you the strength. Where, I'll be treated how I don't care, but I just need to know what the Lord wants. It's like I like I'm. I feel like there's this distance, mm-hmm. and I mean, I know I should be. I I for it and ask God, what's the distance between us? And yeah. you know, the whole it, spirit needs to be working. You know, but I just I don't know. I don't I don't know. I well, I'm twenty. I'm I'm four years later, fifteen, twenty years later, I'm still going. Oh no. <laughs> I'm waiting on you, the Lord. <laughs> let me give you a suggestion. Um some people in their minds think that there's really only two options. There's stay in the situation or there's get divorced. But there is a uh, an intermediary op uh option and that is separation. And for your safety, um at the very minimum I would recommend uh, that, uh, you know, from a physical standpoint, uh, if this guy is just out there with all of these other women, uh, there needs to be, you know, a ceasing, uh, of, uh, intimacy and, and, and all of that. And, and I would mm-hmm. suggest a separation, um, because, you know, that gives you an opportunity to, you know, for him to see, you know, if what is potentially coming, uh, right. and to, and to make a decision and for you to be praying for the Lord to work in his heart and to work in your marriage. Um, that would be my recommendation. 
uh, to to pursue that, to pray, to offer to him, to to uh, go to church and to get spiritual counseling, and uh, and then be praying as far as what the Lord would have you to do uh, going forward. But if he's not willing to to walk with the Lord, he's going to continue in this uh, behavior. Uh, then then you know you're going to have to make a decision and 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 scripturally. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, you you would be making the right decision ultimately in a permanent yeah. separation or divorce. Okay, so, so yeah, you know, I mean, uh, it, it, I understand you being tired in this situation, and uh, who wouldn't be? Can I pray for you? Yes, absolutely. Father, we just uh, lift up Shelley to you right now, and we pray for wisdom, Lord. Uh, um, I pray for the salvation of her husband, Lord. I pray for a conviction of, of the sin and the hurt and the pain that he has caused, uh, not just to, to Shelley, but, but to you, Lord. And um, I pray, uh, Lord, that, that, that you would bring him to you and that you would heal this marriage. Um, Lord, I pray that you would give Shelley wisdom and how to proceed going forward. I pray that you would protect her and, and that, that she would be wise. And, and she, if he doesn't uh, turn, uh, Lord, that she would know exactly what uh, to do and exactly when to do yeah. it. Lord, I just pray that y- as she goes through this, not at some point down the road, but as she goes through this, that you would give her peace. Lord, you say uh, your peace, uh, not as the world gives, but your peace you give yeah. uh, to us. And so I pray uh, for your peace uh, upon her. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, let us uh, let us know, you know, how things are going, how we can pray for you. Uh, Join us on this program anytime. um, And and, uh, Shelly, praying for you. Thank you you very much. I appreciate it. God bless bless you. you. Yep. Jason Vandiver here on Calvary Live. We've got a few minutes left in the show. Time for another call or two, depending on the length of those calls. 303-690-3000 if you want to join me on the program here. I'd love to have you uh, on the program as well. And uh, we have a prayer request uh, from Benita in uh, Colorado Springs, and she wants prayer for her husband, uh, Mark, as he gets ready to deploy to Iraq. So let's, uh, uh, here in the last few minutes, and while we see if we have any additional calls, uh, let's lift up uh, Benita and lift up her husband, uh, Mark, and uh, so appreciate um, those serving our country so faithfully and uh, keeping us safe by being willing to to sacrifice uh, of themselves and, and the great sacrifice uh, that their families who stay behind uh, also make. Father, we lift up Benita to you. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you be with her as she uh, she gets ready again for, for another deployment and, and uh, all that that entails. And so, Lord, I just pray that you be with her and, uh, Lord, that you'd strengthen her, that, that you'd encourage her, Lord, that you'd fill her time uh, with joy and, uh, and, and with the blessing of serving you and, and that it would just uh, seem like a few days, Lord, as she's uh, serving you while her husband's uh, gone, while he's away. And, uh, Lord, I just pray for, uh, for Mark as he gets ready to deploy tomorrow. Uh, Lord, that you would be with him as he's uh, making preparations today and as he's uh, spending these final hours with his family. Lord, I just pray that you'd be with them. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd be with him. You'd keep him safe. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd give him wisdom, that you would surround him, uh, that you would, uh, Lord, just place him up uh, uh, on that high rock, Lord, and and, uh, and be, be a shield about him. 
uh, Lord, that uh, that you would use him where he's going, not to simply for military purposes, uh, but for your glory and to minister to many people, um, that your peace and your strength, uh, that your holiness uh, would be uh, surrounding him and would be upon him. Lord, we love you and, and, and we thank you and we lift up this family to you. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, God bless, uh, God bless uh, our folks in, in uniform, especially those getting ready to deploy. Uh, let's, uh, we got uh, two minutes left. One more call. Paul in Philadelphia, welcome to the program. Hi, hey, Paul. thank you, Pastor uh, Ed. Um, I, I just, this might sound like, like, uh, like I'm being sarcastic or something, but I know we were short on time. Um, uh, the Catholic Church determined the table of contents of the Bible in around 400 uh, A.D. And so, when all, so my question is, when all the denominations are being solar scriptura, what, aren't they really just following the? Like they're so proud to think, oh well, we're not sheep and following the Pope, but actually they are in, in a sense. So no, I just, because uh, historically, so so, I, I, and I don't want to. I only got about a minute, so I'm going to have to answer quickly. I apologize for that, Paul. But but actually, the issues, the canonization of Scripture wasn't by the Catholic Church uh, in 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 400. Uh, we have the Muratorian Canon and 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 the determinant of the Canon uh, of the New Testament uh, largely earlier than that, and the Canon of the Old Testament much much earlier than that. So so that's that's a kind of a, unfortunately a false premise. Uh, thinking that you know that we're all Catholic. Catholic it means universal, but that doesn't necessarily mean that just because they say it that we're all Catholic. So, so uh, I would suggest no. And in fact, the Catholic Bible has the Apocrypha, thirteen extra books, and so it's a different set of scriptures, a different set of uh, guidelines as well. If you look at Vatican one and two and many other writings of the Catholic Church. Unfortunately, that's all I have time to talk about uh, on that subject, Paul, uh, and on any subject for that matter, because the show's winding down. Thanks for listening to Calvary Live, folks. Jason Vanderveer here. With with you. God bless you and good night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.